This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Good morning, Dan and Amy. President Trump sitting down with Chris Wallace for a wide-ranging interview over the weekend. A lot of topics covered, including the uh, murder of uh, Saudi op-ed writer Jamal Khashoggi. Uh, The tape is in the hands of the U.S. government, the murder tape, as Uh it's called. But it um, seems like... Uh, and it's described as very graphic and disturbing, but well, what murder tape wouldn't be? Uh, a bloody of. mess. It uh, seems like the president may have a bit of a delicate constitution when it comes to uh, these matters. He doesn't want to listen to the tape. We have the tape. I don't want to hear the tape. No reason for me to hear the tape. Why don't you, but want, I've been why don't fully you want to hear it, sir? Because it's a suffering tape. It's a terrible tape. I've been fully briefed on it. Uh, there's no reason for me to hear it. In fact, I said to the people, should I? They said, you really shouldn't. There's no reason. And I know exactly, I know everything that went on in the tape and, without having and, to. And what happened? Uh, it was very violent, very vicious, and terrible. I mean, so you're right. The, the, the details really matter. He, he was tortured and murdered. murdered and, and, and Disassembled. And, and the Saud, uh, Saudis have uh, indicted five people connected to the murder that they're pursuing capital punishment against in addition to the administration imposing sanctions on 17 allegedly connected to the uh, the murder um, that also connect back to the crown prince. MBS and so does President Trump want to do more than issue those sanctions when it comes to the Saudis or do we have to uh, you know deal with the Saudis as the lesser of many evils in the Middle East. Do you just live with it because you need him? Well, will anybody really know, all right? Will anybody really know? But he did have certainly people that were reasonably close to him and close to him that were probably involved. You saw we put on very heavy sanctions, massive sanctions on a large group of people from Saudi Arabia. But at the same time, uh, we do have an ally, and I want to stick with an ally that in many ways has been very good. And President Trump said the CIA report, full report, will be out tomorrow. For more on this topic and a few other geopolitical matters, we're pleased to be joined again by Colonel Cedric Layton, CNN military analyst and security consultant who served on the Joint Chiefs of Staff as well as the National Security Council. Colonel Layton, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. You bet, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. How did you uh, receive Trump's comments on the uh, about the Khashoggi murder and on the regime in Saudi Arabia, uh, what recommendations would you have for the president, given what we know about how Khashoggi was uh, murdered? Well, certainly Khashoggi's murder was one of the most brutal uh, murders that any uh, government has perpetrated on any of its citizens. It's uh, you know, it was uh, you know a heinous crime. Uh, the the president is in a real dilemma here, and uh, what he's wrestling with publicly. Uh, you know, it's very clear uh, that we do have strategic interests that coincide with Saudi Arabia's strategic interests. Uh, the president has made it very clear that he opposes the regime in Iran. And uh, the counterweight, the logical counterweight to that regime for many years, uh, even predating uh, the Trump administration, uh, you know, all the way back to the, uh, to the late 1970s, to the Iranian Revolution, has been Saudi Arabia. And uh, Saudi Arabia is uh, in a very... 
conservative kingdom. Uh, it is a country that is seeking to modernize, and uh, the engine of that modernization in recent times, at least, has been MBS, uh, the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. And uh, this is a classic dilemma of foreign policy, and it's uh, you know really coming out uh, into the open. In the past, you would have these things really hidden from public view. Uh, but my recommendation would be uh, to pressure the Saudis uh, to remove uh, Mohammed bin Salman as crown prince and find someone else in the royal family uh, to serve in that capacity because, in essence, uh, that person uh, is going to be the acting king based on the health of, of King Salman, who is uh, you know, not as engaged in day-to-day affairs as, uh, as he once was because of, because of uh, his, his health considerations. But, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a, this is one of the most difficult things that, uh, that uh, the president has to deal with because he don't want a revolution in Saudi Arabia either, and that's, that's a very, very difficult uh, issue to deal with. Right. I mean, this is not um, a, a unique situation for America to deal with, right? I, I, I just I was thinking about this over the weekend with uh, the interview he gave and, the, frankly, the release of Narcos Mexico on Netflix, uh, thinking about uh, the, the uh, murder of Kiki Camarena, the DEA agent that really escalated in the late 80s, that really escalated the drug war, uh, the Reagan administration to present. Uh, and 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 because that that murder was sanctioned by the Mexican government at the time, they did some things like eliminate the DFS, their sort of intelligence operate uh, force, if you will, um, to appease uh, the Americans. But it's not like we uh, stopped dealing with the Mexican government. We stopped making compromises with the Mexican government. We recognized the strategic importance of Mexico. and We had to figure out a way to. Uh, hold people accountable, but work this relationship going forward. And it seems to me we're sort of in the same position with Saudi Arabia because of their importance in the region, particularly as a bulwark against Iran. Absolutely. And that's that's the real problem. I mean, you know, viscerally or emotionally, you would want to punish them for uh, the Saudis for this uh, this action. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, obviously a very brutal murder. Uh, but uh, the other side of it is if you let them go, if you don't have that, uh, you know, that connection to them, uh, it, it'll get even worse. Uh, they will go uh, completely crazy with their dissidents. And uh, then the risk is, of course, that uh, there'll be uh, a huge uh, social uh, and political upheaval in that country. And that's another thing you don't want, because you never know what comes next if if something like that is unleashed, as we saw in Iran, just uh, you know, as an example, uh, you know, from the from the late 70s, and right. uh, you know that that's the kind of thing that you have to uh, have to consider. Uh, it would be desirous to, uh, you know, not have to deal with Mohammed bin Salman, uh, but the reality of the situation is is that you'll probably have to end up dealing with him anyways, because even in spite of my uh, my view that he should go, the likelihood of him going is is probably uh, minimal. Well, why did the crown prince order or allegedly order Jamal Khashoggi's murder? What did he do to him exactly? Well, Amy, that's uh, you know, to us it would you know, seem to be uh, not the pretext for uh, that kind of a reaction. But basically, what Khashoggi did uh, was he criticized the royal family, and uh, he was kind of within that circle. He had been an advisor to the crown prince. He had been an advisor. Uh, to uh, the the royal family writ large, and uh, when somebody from that circle turns on you, 
uh, I think the reaction from the Saudi crown prince was uh, one of anger, and uh, that was the reaction uh, that uh, perpetrated this uh, this kind of action. Um, it is absolutely not excusable. It is, I guess, on an emotional level, perhaps understandable, uh, but it certainly is not uh, something that could uh, that could and should have happened. Uh, you know, you should have realized that uh, it is far better to listen to a critic uh, than to muzzle the critic. Well, yeah, yeah, that's not exactly their policy, is it? Um, Yeah, unfortunately. uh, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, the report, uh, observed the successful test of an unspecified, newly developed, ultra-modern tactical weapon, according to state-run media in North Korea, um, said that it doesn't appear that it was nuclear in nature, but I don't seem to have much in terms of detail or and frankly, how much should we trust what's coming out of state-run media in North Korea? But how did you uh, interpret that that story? Well, that's a very interesting uh, situation. You know, clearly, it, it seems not to have been a nuclear device because there was no detection of any nuclear blast uh, during the time that uh, Kim Jong Un was uh, was there, or or even you know before or after that. Um, so the the way I see it is, it's probably some kind of uh, either short-range or long-range artillery system, a conventional system. What the North Koreans are doing is they're removing some of their older artillery pieces, uh, conventional artillery pieces that are targeting Seoul. Uh, so that's a, a you know a good thing from a peace and confidence building mechanism. But what uh, they're they're probably looking at here is developing some kind of a system that can actually uh, replace the aging system. So they're in the throes of modernizing their military, and uh, this is one way to do it. They also have to keep in mind, they also have to keep the military on their side. Uh, So the development of new weapon systems is something that will uh, assure people that uh, this is happening. Whether they're really developing something or this is just propaganda may not matter in the final analysis. The fact that the, the deal leader was seen uh, looking at this and uh, you know was was uh, observed uh, talking about it that um, is indication enough that they want to modernize their military and that they are uh, looking at uh, creating a system where they can safely make uh, you know concessions uh, to South Korea to the United States potentially and still assure the security of their country but my guess it's probably some kind of multiple launch rocket system uh, that is uh, you know, uh, available to them uh, that was probably started uh, even before Kim Jong-un is in power. And more comedic fodder for the uh, boys, uh, South Park boys, for a sequel to Team America. Uh, Colonel Cedric Layton, CNN military analyst, security consultant who served on the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the National Security Council. Colonel Layton, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. You bet, Dan. Thanks so much for having me. Thank, yeah, thank you. And he joined us on our turn.